Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's up, NFL fans? This is Jeff Hartman, joined by Wesley Coleman for another episode of Opinion or Fact. If you were sitting there on Thursday morning saying, where the hell's the podcast? We told you this might not be every day. We're going to be having these as we feel necessary, as topics are being discussed around the league. Maybe sometimes you hear us four times, maybe sometimes only once or twice. you got to stay tuned to the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed. Find us anywhere you get your podcast by searching FFSN NFL. But with me, like I said, Wesley Coleman. What's up, Wesley? How are you? Man, I'm good. Uh, uh, team players from opposing teams have yeah. lined up and played football against each other. As, yeah. as much as you want to call it real or not, it has actually happened, and we are fast forward moving towards uh, you know for the for week one. It is now, you know, what Mike Tomlin always says, you're jumping on a moving train. That train is moving at full speed at this point, and this is when things just go crazy. And next you know, you're looking at the calendar and thinking, where did the preseason go? But nonetheless... Yeah. Training camps are in full swing. Pads are on. Players are fighting for their professional lives. And a lot of times, stuff that happens would be like, for instance, what is the topic of today's podcast? And that is camp fights. Fights that happen during training camp. Are they a part of the process? Wesley, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, did you realize that you said it's in full swing and they're fighting for a spot? Pun <laughs> <laughs> was I not got... intended. That was not intended. No. So, I mean, that's definitely the... The, the, the thought, I mean, I mean, one, uh, let's just go ahead and get out of the way that it's a physical sport. And these are, uh, you know, the, 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 the people that are probably going to play this sport have a higher testosterone 
you yes. know, level and output than the than the general person. So um, we expect good competition. Uh, I mean, the 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 the, the discussion is going to be: um, Does it cause bad feelings? Does this cause like somebody that's on the bubble that could have made the team to maybe get cut because they fight with a, a superstar? Um, is this does it inspire your 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 team? Does it inspire the defense to go harder against the offense or vice versa? Um, or does it cause problems and you know, does it divide the locker room and does it uh you know have people that don't like people next to them? This might sound crazy, but to me, it depends on what does the fight look like. If you are so stupid that you are taking swings at a guy wearing a helmet, the 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 little padded caps they wear or not doesn't matter. You could shatter your hand by swinging your fist and hitting someone with a helmet on. It is beyond idiotic. So in that part of it, don't be stupid. Like I'm watching a video of Travis Kelsey. How big? I mean, he that dude is the biggest part of the Chiefs offense, not named Patrick Mahomes. And he is throwing a punch in the head of a safety after he scores a touchdown. Could, could you get more dumb than that than breaking? He didn't break his hand. But if you do break your hand and you're on the shelf for five weeks, and now all of a sudden things change dramatically. So I think that's stupid. I mean, say what you want about the team building aspects. Sometimes this is just bare bar- barbaric and dumb. Okay, so so I, I agree. We have to start here, but then for the rest of this conversation, so that we're all not just completely sounding stupid, we're going to ignore for the rest of this that it's really dumb to punch <laughs> somebody that's wearing a helmet. Um, yeah. The 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 best case scenario is that nothing happens. I mean that they barely feel it. That you're, right. hopefully your hand doesn't get hurt, hurt. Their neck doesn't get hurt. But let's get that out of the way first. Absolutely, this is a very stupid thing, and everything else we say is going to ignore that fact, so that the whole conversation's not moot, right? Let's get out of the way. You yeah. shouldn't punch somebody with okay. a helmet, um, because one, you're not going to hurt them. The only thing you can do is hurt yourself. Right. Exactly. So okay, we got that out of the way. Now, I'm going to take the stance that I don't see why this is considered part of the process. Now, you know this if you've listened to these podcasts before where I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers in and, and every single training camp. No matter what, Cam Hayward is getting into some type of scuffle. Now, I, lay, I label it as a scuffle based on the fact that Cam will say it himself. Sometimes you want to set the tone. I get that. I get that aspect of this debate. And sometimes it's maybe a young player who's going a little bit too hard against a wily veteran. And the veteran's like, what are you trying to prove? Well, that guy's trying to prove his spot on the roster first, but ultimately I just don't see the team building. And this is a part of the process. I get the testosterone levels. I get that they're fighting for their jobs, but for sometimes it's like, I just don't see how a, even scuffles are somehow deemed necessary in today's NFL. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like the competition side of it. I think that uh, you've got positions in the NFL. And, and to be fair, I think that um, most of the scuffles and fights you see are in positions where there's a lot of one-on-one battles. And yeah. the way we start training camp is a lot of one-on-ones, whether it's a, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman um, blocking, or if it's wide receivers and cornerbacks. And so I think this feels more personal in training camp than maybe when it gets to the team aspect of a lot going on and multiple people covering somebody or a rub route or something like that. It's one-on-one. It's very personal. Um, I, I guarantee you there's a lot more trash talk that goes on in this sport than what any of us know in basketball. You can see the people's mouths moving the whole time in football with the helmet on. You can't, right? There is some 
terrible things that are said about each other. <laughs> and sometimes when it's teammates, it's just expected like, okay, this is just part of the trash talk. He doesn't really mean it. He doesn't know my sister. He's never met my mother. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's just accepted. I'm guessing some people have a place where it crosses the line. Um, I like it. I think competition is great. Um, you have to uh, make your stand and make your own confidence. Um, and then on your on the other side of it, you need to be somebody that's your confidence isn't shattered by somebody challenging yeah. you physically. Um, I think the mental aspect that probably goes into what it takes to stand up for yourself is important in the game. It can't flow over into the season because you can't hit an opponent right. in the hit because that's when it becomes suspension from games, not just make the whole team run gassers at the end. So I, yeah. I, I think it's a different, different question. Yeah. If it becomes, starts. if it becomes habitual, you know, like a, a receiver catches a pass and stands up and is in the face of the DB uh, Pistola fans saw this with the George Pickens catch over Joey Ooh. Porter jr. He stood up and tossed the ball in his lap and then Joey Porter chest pressed it back at him. So here you have a phenomenal play, a tremendous catch. There is a part of me. It's like, okay, man, like celebrate all you want, have your teammates come over, be like, that was amazing. But you don't want something like the extracurricular stuff to become habitual because when that happens, like you said, flags get thrown unsportsmanlike conducts, taunting penalties. We all know where the NFL is going with that. But still, some of the stuff it can it can bleed into being habit, and that's a problem. Like for for an actual game that counts, I think that the the what you referenced for the 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 Steelers was probably like the perfect amount for both players. One, Joey Porter was gave great coverage. Oh, absolutely. George Pickens made just one of the most spectacular adjustments and catches that you'll see. He's a freak. <laughs> and there was a healthy amount of yelling, and the 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 crowd being there definitely played into that whole yeah. thing. Pickens. He tossed him the ball, but he tossed it to him like as he was walking away, not actually like right. towering over him or something like that. And you could tell Porter was like his stance before the ball got thrown at him was, damn it, that, I, I know I didn't look bad, but he made a great catch. Yeah. And then he just tossed the ball back at him. And he didn't follow when he tossed the ball. He didn't like charge towards him, which you'll see that where it goes. I think it was the healthy amount of respect, disrespect for, on both sides. I agree um, with that. And then. I'll tell you, the, the, the Saints had a problem a couple years ago when um, Michael Thomas was working back from injury and him and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got into it and got into a fight um, in, in a practice, um, which which led to a a, a suspension for Michael Thomas. Um, and, I mean, again, stuff like that. Now, I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has gone on to run himself out of a couple of teams now um, with, yeah. with his, his, his mouth and also – I think there's healthy parts of it. And then there's some guys that just are asking for trouble and somebody's eventually going to tell them they need to shut up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. So you bring up the saints example the, with the, with the camp fight that actually led to an, a suspension. Do you put any onus on the coaches? Cause you did bring up how it's one-on-one -on -one stuff. Those are drills that are set up by the coaching staff. Mike Tomlin in particular, again, I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. He will legitimately find two guys that are going a heated battle and backs on backers, which is that traditional drill. We have a, a running back or a tight end that has to pick up the blitzing player. It is literally mm -hmm. stand there and get your ass kicked. And he's like, go again, go again. Well, eventually they're going to go at it because they're so sick and tired of one another. I could put some, I could put some blame on the coaching staff. You agree or disagree, man. I think that there's probably a personal, purposeful disconnection in some of the coaching staffs we've watched hard knocks and we have seen offensive the i bet when there's a fight between two people 
the offensive coordinator loves it and the defensive coordinator loves it while the head coach is like, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> I, I think we've seen the offensive coordinators in these practices, like telling them like you killed our defense. Like that's what we're here for. We embarrass them. You make a statement. And we've seen the defensive coordinators saying like, knock them out. Like, yeah, you know, get the ball out, make them look silly. Like they're not going to gain a yard today. And then they get in a fight because their coaches telling them be as intense exactly. as possible, run them over, treat them like an opponent. And then the head coach makes everybody run gassers. <laughs> um, and the, co- the head coach is freaking out about why is this happening um, I'm also sure that there's different coaches I mean if the Detroit Lions get in a fight does Dan Campbell make anybody run run, or does he like give them all ice cream sundaes because like <laughs> thanks for competing he um, loves it I mean, I'm knee, sure biting he, kneecaps <laughs> I mean right so I, I'm, I'm sure there's different coaching staffs that yeah. probably have uh, you know kind of different feelings I, I would I would probably think again offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators are just joyous when their guy is stepping up and pissing somebody off and getting in their face and the head coach is just like, what, why, why are we doing this? We're supposed to be a team. Why is this happening? Yeah. I, like I said, I think sometimes Mike Tomlin sets it up himself. I mean, it's not a coordinator. It's him saying, I want to see, let's say, uh, I'll give you an example. Darnell Washington, rookie out of Georgia stone TJ Watt twice in a one-on-one drill yesterday. Don't think TJ Watt didn't realize a rookie just stoned him twice. Now, this is a former defensive player. He's got a lot of pride. I wouldn't be shocked the next time they do that drill. It's 90 and 80. Go yep. again. Go yep. again. And it's yep. just going to – TJ Watt's not going to fight anyone. He's not that dumb. But still, you get what I'm saying. The, the, the thing – the question I'll have is – so, I mean, I started off like kind of excusing because of higher testosterone and physicalness and all that kind of stuff and then trash talk going too far. Why are we only seeing these fights in football? Obviously, we're, we're – you know – Fox for uh, fans, fans first sports mm-hmm. NFL, but why isn't this happening in other sports? There's way more trash talk in basketball. For sure, it's just as physical in hockey. Um, baseball is just as personal one on one. There's people playing, you know, pitcher versus batter, but we don't see the in- intra team fighting in those sports the way that we do in football. And this is going out with obviously Draymond Green knocked out a teammate last year. That's what but I was besides, just to say. <laughs> besides that, besides that viral video, it's just not something that we we see between teammates, except for in football, where it's very regular. Is yeah. it just because it's a little more physical? Is that is that what it gets to? Well, let's let's go sport by sport. So Major League Baseball, if we're talking about the ramp up to the season, they're down in spring training and you're not going to see even if a guy shows up a pitcher like uh, uh, their own their own pitchers are not going to throw one high and tight on their own batters. It just doesn't happen. There are a lot of unwritten rules in baseball. That's just not one not, of them. Not even Nolan Ryan would have done that. I'm no, sure. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then you go to basketball. That's the sport that when they're getting ready and they're ramping things up, that maybe it can get a little bit physical. But again, it's five on five, and you're not going to have as many, like you said, one-on-one situations. Uh, it's not so much the offense versus defense with the specialization. You might have five on five, but that's a different style of game. Hockey, Again, like it's it's that same men- mentality of it's such a physical game in and of itself. But here's the difference for me: football is the only sport that you are guaranteed outside of like rugby. You are guaranteed to have a collision every single time a play is run. Like no matter what, whether that's the ball carrier getting tackled or whether it's the two lines clashing against one another, there is contact on every play. When you think about hockey, you think about basketball. There's contact, but it's not every time they touch the ball. So I think that when you have that situation, you have these guys that there's 53 players on the roster. You know that spots are limited. 
I'm going to be fighting for my professional life here. And that leads to a lot of contempt and that can lead to those elevated testosterone levels turning into physicality. Sometimes that's just my own take. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, my common sense approach is that yes, a hundred percent. It's the, you're looking for physical contact on every single. It's also the sport with the most pads and thickest helmets in yeah. all of those sports. Um, obviously I, I, I hate where we've gone with the NBA with the flopping and faking and all, mm -hmm. but if you have ever set courtside at a NBA game, it is an extremely physical sport with huge men banging into each other all the time. And basketball has gotten different where they're wearing the, 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 the one inch thick, you know, memory foam yeah. uh, stuff. So falling to the court's not as bad, but basketball is more physical than I think most people realize it's soft set by on TV. It looks terrible because of all the accidental flopping and falling down. It's it just, um, I don't know. I guess the, the, the pads kind of and the big helmets kind of make me go like, yeah, but obviously in games, you'll see people just all out get lit up in practices and training camps. You can tell people do take a little bit off. They're not absolutely trying to yeah. uh, embarrass murder, run through a teammate and flip them on his head. Did you happen to see the Browns scuffle that happened and the, the, the hilarious way that it started where it's a, I think it was a defender just ran up and smacked the back of a helmet. I think of an offensive lineman and then ran away and then they end up chasing each other down. I mean, this was like big brother, little brother stuff. It was hysterical. I thought that was, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It, funny. I mean, the, the way it happened, obviously it was, uh, I think we talked about it on, on Twitter X that uh, was right after a Deshaun yeah. Watson rub route. And yeah, <laughs> the, right. the, the, line, the, the linebacker that's got to be eight inches shorter than the offensive lineman, they kind of joined. I thought he hit him in the front of the face mask, but like he didn't slap him that hard. It was a oh, it was very ba barely push his face. <laughs> but it was the funny thing because you could tell like as he did it, he knew he screwed up because he looked like a little brother because he turned around to run and he kind of hopped and yeah. like and shuffled. I mean, he wasn't sprinting away, but he shuffled off. And he didn't even run away fast enough for the, the offensive lineman was on him as soon as it happened. It never should. The offensive lineman should have laughed. Like it never should have led to anything. Again, maybe the words he said as he did the little face mask is That's what led to point. the scuffle. Yep. I'm guessing he said something. And then as the words were coming out of his mouth, it's like, oh, this guy's huge. <laughs> That's why he's ran. That's why he ran away. That was, like mean, me again, with my, I, I, that was me with my older brother growing up, man. I was faster than him still under this day. And that's the thing I would use. I would pester him and pick on him. And I'd smack him and he'd come after me. And I'm running away. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> I will draw the line in the sand. I should have started with this, that I do think that our training camp fights are okay. As long as it's um, same weight class, we need there offensive linemen and defensive yeah. linemen. We need cornerbacks and, and wide receivers. Um, you know, the tight ends need to fight linebackers. Like we, we, we need to really draw this off. We got to have weight classes for a reason. Um, we probably also need to go with experience level. R rookies don't need to be fighting eight year veterans. So, um, I, I want to draw this up like the UFC that I need weight go. classes. I need to, the, the athletic commission to approve the experience <laughs> level of the people fighting, make sure it's not too lopsided. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wesley. Well, camp fights are not going to go anywhere, no matter what we say, but it, it's, it's a good debate to have. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on fans for sports network? Yeah. I'm uh, on the dome patrol podcast covering the, the new Orleans saints. It's, um, at dome patrol PCAST on Twitter or X, what are we saying now? I don't even I know. know. It's still just um, Twitter. <laughs> and me, me personally, I'm at, at Wesley 13 on hey, Twitter. Hey, he nailed it. He nailed it this time, folks. And uh, you can find me on the Steel Curtain Network covering the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as on fansforsports.com doing a lot of written work. You can find me on Twitter at jhartmanhartman underscore P-I-T. 
folks, that's a wrap. We'll see you next week. I'm sure for at least one of these opinion or fact podcasts. In the meantime, check out our fans for sports network, NFL feed, wherever you get your podcast by searching FFSN NFL. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com.